This true first-person story was recorded in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong. It was told in February 2017 for a show on the theme of Recovered. Our storytellers are regular people, just like you, who have decided to give storytelling a try. This was the first time that Frida took to our stage with a story, but we sure hope she'll be back. If you want to learn how to tell your best story, sign up on our Hong Kong Stories Meetup page, like us on Facebook, or go to hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now, here's Frida. In Pakistan, when something is broken, we fix it. If there's a hole, we sew it up. If there's a crack, we tape it up. If it goes out of fashion, we store it away in a huge metal trunk, certain it'll come back in style. <laughs> in Japan, if something is old or broken or unfashionable, people just throw it away. But the Japanese, of course, do everything a little bit more finer than everyone else, even when it comes to throwing away their rubbish. Even 16 years ago, when I first moved to Tokyo from Pakistan, the building where we lived had an elaborate system of garbage disposal in place. In the basement, there was a large, airy, well-lit, spotless room with containers for different types of rubbish. There was one for colored glass, one for plain glass, one for newspaper, one for paper, one for plastic, one for metal, one for food waste. Then there was a container for things like electronics and bedding and clothing. It was a sort of collection point for things that people wanted to dump. And then for anything that didn't fit into any of these categories, there was the incinerator. The garbage room became one of, the, one of my favorite places during the time um, I was in Tokyo. <laughs> Every evening after giving my husband his dinner, putting the children to bed, tidying up, I would make my way down to the basement, down to the garbage room. <laughs> Sometimes I would have my own garbage with me, but many times I didn't. <laughs> because it wasn't throwing things away that I was interested in, it was recovering them. <laughs> coming from a culture where repair and reuse is very common, coming from a country where there is always someone who will gratefully take from you what you want to discard, and now living in Tokyo, living on a scholarship meant to cover one person, but which was being stretched to its very limits to cover the needs of a family of four, it used to astonish me how people could throw away perfectly good, usable things. Many of these things found their way into my home. <laughs> During the one year that I lived there, I managed to recover from the garbage room, amongst other things, the following items. Three wine bottles, two blue, one green, a pistachio green plush blanket, a portable TV, I can remember the whole list now. <laughs> For a portable, two sweaters and one sweater I wrapped up and gave to my husband on his uh, wedding anniversary. <laughs> um, a, set of, a set of frying pans with lids, uh, a folding bicycle, cushion covers, a set of Agatha Christie mystery stories, <laughs> and a matching set of suitcases, two suitcases, in which I would keep everything and store under the bed. The problem began the day we were going to go back to Pakistan. 
Gade, my husband, had gone down to call the taxi to take us to the airport, and I was upstairs arranging the luggage to be taken down. Asking the taxi to wait downstairs, Gade came up to begin taking the luggage down. He came up and looked around. It's quite a lot of luggage, don't you think? <laughs> no, not really, I said. <laughs> that one's got my things in it, that one's got the children's things in it, and those two suitcases, they're full of your clothes. <laughs> Gade picked one suitcase up to test its weight. It's a bit heavy just for clothes. Oh, I might have put a few odds and ends in, I admitted. <laughs> Gadir thought we were going to be over the weight limit, so he suggested that we take some things out, put them in the carton, and he could ask someone to send them over later. So he opened up the zip partway, put in his hand, and pulled out a wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at it, surprised. What's this? A bottle? <laughs> he just looked at me. He dug his hand back in and pulled out another bottle, and then another bottle. <laughs> Where did these come from? The suitcase. <laughs> I know, but where did they originally come from? I found them. Where did you find them? Lying around. <laughs> Lying around where? Here and there. <laughs> Here and where exactly did you find these bottles lying around? Gadda was moving his hands around in interrogative circles as he said this. He would be reminded of the taxi waiting downstairs and the flight to catch, and he would take two steps back. And then he would remember the unfinished business of the suitcase in front of him and take two steps forward again. <laughs> if it wasn't for his face turning red and his eyes bulging, anyone would think he was just engaged in an odd dance. <laughs> Entertaining though it was to watch him, I knew I had to bring this to a close. I decided to tell him the truth. I found the bottles in the garbage room. The garbage room? What were you going to do with them? Sadly, the questioning had not ended. I was going to decorate them. Are you crazy? You know we can't take alcohol back to Pakistan. It's illegal. But there's no alcohol in them, I pointed out. They're empty. That's even worse. Who are they going to think emptied them? <laughs> Knowing he was onto something big, Gadir just tore open the suitcase. He pulled out the blanket, which unraveled to reveal the portable TV, <laughs> picked up the sweaters and shook out various items of kitchenware pushed away the cushion covers to reveal the frying pans nestled in the wheel of the folding bike and the books <laughs> arranged around the frame. He looked at everything around him and then he took a closer look at the suitcase. I don't even think I've seen this suitcase before. <laughs> you haven't, I said. It's a matching set of two. The other one actually does have your clothes in it. <laughs> Gadi just kept shaking his head in disbelief. He said, you know, we can't take these things back to Pakistan. We can't take all this junk back to Pakistan. Let's pack it up, put it in the suitcase, and throw it back into the garbage room. <laughs> I nodded. I agreed. Not because I couldn't fight back, and not necessarily because we were getting late, but because a part of me realized he was right. 
even though I'd spent a long time collecting these things and keeping them and imagining how I would use them when I went back home, did I really need them? Was I really a crusader against a throw-it-away culture? Or was I just a hapless hoarder? <laughs> <laughs> Gather went down with the first two suitcases, and while he was away, I put everything back one by one in the suitcase. I zipped it up and put it back against the wall. Before long, he was back again. I think I'll dispose of the garbage first, he said pointedly, and he reached out to pick up the suitcase. Yes, I agreed. In fact, I think you should take it straight to the incinerator. It's closer and there's no time to separate the plastic and the metal and the paper. He picked up the suitcase. And in that instant, I could see that he had picked up the wrong suitcase. <laughs> For a second, I thought I would stay quiet. <laughs> Let him throw away his clothes. He could always buy new ones. But my things, you couldn't just walk into a shop and buy those. <laughs> But of course, I couldn't do that. So I called out to him. But before I could even begin my sentence, he'd already turned around and picked up the other suitcase. And then he smiled, gave me a big smile, and said, come on, let's go down to the taxi and put this, both suitcases in the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you want to know more about learning to tell great stories, visit us on hongkongstories.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and keep an eye out for our weekly podcast. We publish every Wednesday. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>